0: Hi everyone, welcome to Trader Chats, unique perspectives from seasoned traders. I'm your host, Imran Larka, founder of Options Insight and 20 year professional options trader. As you might know, I became a trading mentor about three years ago, but I thought these conversations would be a great way for my students to gain valuable perspectives from some of the professional traders that I know and respect. I hope you enjoy the episode. The title of today's Trader Chat is Can Trading Skills Save Lives? The reason I've invited Shabs to the channel, he's a good friend of mine and he's been a trader for a long time. And I think he brings a unique insight into how trading skills can be transferable to other professions. So Shabs, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, thanks for inviting me on. So, um, my name is Shabs. Uh, I've been a trader for about 20 years, um, banks, hedge funds, and family offices.
0: So, we've called this uh, episode Can Trading Skills Save Lives? So, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of when your dad was ill and how you kind of coped and, and the sort of thought processes you were going through?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, as you know, that uh, you know, it was a big episode in my life. Um, and my father was severely ill on the day the Japanese tsunami hit. I still remember the Japanese tsunami. Uh, and my brother and I, we both flew out and we were on the ground in India in 24 hours. Um, he took a different flight, but you know, we were on the ground, went to see the doctor, asked a very basic question like, Can I have your number if I have any questions? And his response was, No, I don't give out telephone numbers. Um, you can sure. imagine, you know, the last time I saw my father, he was perfectly fit and now he's in the hospital bed, struggling to breathe, he, he looks a shadow of himself. Um, and so when you ask a doctor, do you mind if I call you if I have some questions, given it is literally life and death, yeah. I would he's expect an answer like, of course, here's my number, here's my assistant's number. Mm-hmm. Um, from that, I realised very quickly, we're going to have to do a lot of the research and investigation ourselves. Mm. Um, luckily, my sister-in-law is a doctor, and she's a very good doctor, but she's not a lung specialist. But still, that was that was a very good resource that we could rely on, ask questions to.
0: So, what you were re- were you like reading up on it, reading books all the time about well, the condition and the stuff? Like no, that? I
1: mean uh, you know, kind of to alluding to what I said earlier. Our primary objective was to get my father better, right. and we're not doctors. My brother's not a doctor, and we're, I'm not a doctor. So the first thing to ask was, what are the f- main markers, that's what we asked my sister-in-law, what are the main markers that we should look for in his data to see whether he's deteriorating or he's improving or, you know, when you ask someone how's he doing, Mm -hmm. the answer is always he's doing good. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You can't quantify it. Uh, And as you know, there's thousands of bits of data, but Mm -hmm. there are certain key marker tricks that that doctors will look at. So then when we understood, okay, these are the three main markers that we need to Mm trap. I remember which, which were what were they i think there was the inf- infection marker the inflammation marker and obviously his oxygen saturation because he was a lung patient and okay. um, right. um so now we knew okay these are things we need to look for doesn't mean you ignore all the others mm-hmm. but um those are the main markers to look for and yeah. every day when i'd walk into that hospital before i'd even say good morning to my dad to see how he was during the night i'd open the file and I just checked those three markers. I was obsessed by those three data points.
0: Yeah, so you don't even need to ask the nurses or the doctors how he's doing, you just look at how those numbers are changing. Exactly,
1: because if you ask the nurse how was his night, very good. To me, it it, it literally has zero value. Now when I open the file, I can see, oh gosh, yeah, that was good, oh, that reading was bad, and now you can sort of get a picture of how he did during the night. Mm -hmm. But uh, obviously his condition worsened, and we found ourselves in a situation where the doctors were making, to our assessment anyway, mm-hmm. very random decisions. Um, so he was a very I poorly patient. You, well, as in, what, what were they saying? So I'll give you an example. Uh, um, he was a very poorly patient. Um, his oxygen saturation was 85. Your oxygen saturation right now is probably 98, 99. So he was struggling for every breath mm-hmm. and they wanted to do a lung biopsy. Um, It's our feeling, where you you take a syringe, Um, I'm not an expert, but Mm -hmm. I think it's you take a syringe, you go into the lung, you get a chunk of the lung, and you take it out and you test it. Okay. Um, So it's quite invasive. a very invasive procedure, high risk of infection, and obviously, you know, in a person whose lungs are not working great, Mm -hmm. I don't know, again, I'm not a doctor, but to us, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense. Okay, um, so the
0: risk reward didn't make sense to
1: you? To me, it didn't make sense. Um, okay. And so then we asked more questions like, okay, why are we doing this procedure? Like, what are we gonna get out of it? Mm. And then it was like, oh, we'll get a diagnosis, we think. Okay, well, uh, So what's the reason
0: pathology? for doing it was just to get a diagnosis? Yes. Um, okay. So they're obsessed with getting a diagnosis rather than focusing on getting the man better?
1: Correct. It. Well, obviously they're focused on getting the man better, but here and now, mm. the decision was we're gonna do a Uh, a biopsy. For us, and when I say us, it was my brother, my sister-in-law and myself, uh, we're obviously deciding on this to say, well, okay, what do we think about that? Mm -hmm. Um, He wants to do a a biopsy to get this diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So the next question, the three of us agreed, was, okay, let's say we do get the diagnosis and it confirms their hypothesis. What's the next step? Mm -hmm. What is the treatment? And the treatment would be, oh, we need to give them oxygen support, okay? If you didn't have the diagnosis, what's the treatment? We would give them oxygen support. So then the value of okay. the diagnosis to us was zero. No marginal benefit. You're taking a lot yeah. of risk right. for pretty much doing the exact same thing.
0: Mm. And so, this is where trading mentality and trading skills comes in, I guess, right? Uh,
1: well, you don't need to be a trader. It's pretty common sense, right? Mm. I'm pretty sure most people on the street would be like, that makes no sense. To sure, you. but it's a cost benefit. Yeah, it's a cost benefit. Exactly. It's, right. it's asking the question. You're taking some risk on here. Mm. Some very serious risk. Yeah, consequences you better be are compensated.
0: life and death. Yes, right? literally. You're right. Okay. So
1: you need compensation for the risk that you take mm-hmm. in trading. Um, yeah, okay. And so then we ask the question like, okay, well that doesn't make sense to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then go to another step, which you know, which we did have to take with when I went to visit him in hospital, I literally told the nurse who had prepped him for this procedure to say, no, cancel it, and he's like, we can't cancel it without the doctor, and I said, from now on, any procedures that go through need to come through either three of us, one, you know, my brother, my sister, and all myself, because we no longer trust your judgment, you can't just go off and do a procedure without me signing off on it, mm-hmm. um, which didn't go down well.
0: But it sounds like, you know, you felt very at home in that environment, as in, you walk into a hospital, normally people are a bit freaking out, your family's sick. You know, What was it that made you feel at home in that environment? Um, actually, it wasn't so
1: much being at home, it was um, when, when your father's life is at stake, mm. you're prepared to do anything and everything to make sure he's got the best chance of recovery. That's all we wanted. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we can't control whether someone lives or dies. right? And, um, Mm. but um, that 's all we wanted to do. just do our best and then then there 's no regrets we 've done all we can, and then whatever happens happens with my background in trading. I was all about the data markers. okay what are we tracking? what are we tracking mm-hmm. and so when I see that the data markers are turning i don 't for me i don 't see the need to rush off and take a load of risk, do a diagnosis and uh, sorry do a biopsy but Take this man's life at risk when it looks like actually his markers are stable. Mm. And again, I'm not a doctor, but it, to me, it didn't seem that the risk was warranted. If he was severely deteri- deteriorating mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, if we get this diagnosis, we have this medicine that will cure him, then I can understand, okay, yeah, then it's worth taking the risk because you know what? We don't have much downside here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the patient is relatively stable, looks like he's improving, mm-hmm. why do you want to go take a load of risk on for literally zero ups? As I told you, um, I'd drive around the city in the middle of the night, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, with a folder, and I'd ring very, very senior doctors' homes, ring the doorbell and say, please, can you take a look at this file and give me a second opinion, give me a third opinion, you know, call up doctors in Cleveland Clinic, which are you know, a big institution, pretend to be a doctor just so I could get heard. Dr. Banerjee. Dr. Banerjee. Sorry, Cleveland Clinic. Um, uh, you know, same for Imperial, but, you know, these doctors, they gave me another... Uh, cross-reference and then I could say okay yeah we are taking the right steps this, this expert in this particular field is saying this is what I would do okay we, we can we can go with that. this is the evidence or you can present the evidence to them send them an x-ray send them the, the data and they can say based on this I don't think the diagnosis of this in fact Cleveland Clinic came back and said if you do this lung biopsy this patient would die Wow. so straight away and that happened We got that email the morning after we were meant to sign the paper for this. But the nurse in that room saw the hesitation in my sister-in-law, myself, and said, "When you sleep it, when you sleep over it tonight." We got the email before we had to make the decision, and straight away we knew, you know, because if we'd signed the form, can you Mm -hmm. imagine if he died and I was the one who signed the form? because of a poor decision making process, I wouldn't have been
0: able to live with that. From what you're describing, I mean clearly you you were under an immense amount of pressure, right? Making deciding whether or not to sign that piece of paper and you know the consequence of that decision being the life or death of your father. I mean, most people would kind of find that pretty emotional and hard thing to deal with. And then to then be analysing the stats and the numbers and making what I'd say feels like a trading decision. I mean, do you think your career, 20-year career of trading, set you up to be able to be less emotional and kind of cope in that situation better than had you not been in that profession?
1: Yeah, for sure. Right. And, and, and it becomes a habit. You know, when you're in a habit of questioning and thinking and making decisions, mm. you're... Instinct, just, right? Yeah, it's Like with anything in life. Yeah. If you practice something a lot, you're just better than someone who hasn't practiced. Doesn't right. mean you're perfect, but you're just better. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what trading allows you to do, because we're constantly making decisions. Yeah. Um, They might be right or wrong, but you've practiced the process of the decision, and yeah. so when you're in a challenging situation in other aspects of life, yeah. you're just slightly better prepared.
0: It's kind of like an autopilot, where you're just yeah. like, I'm making decisions every single day, I analyze the data, I analyze the facts, I don't get emotional about the situation, and I just make those decisions. Exactly. Yeah. So there you have it, people, a, a prime example of how trading skills can save lives. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. To learn more about Options Insight and our trading community, please visit us at www.options-insight.com. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and also follow us on Twitter at options underscore insight. Until next time. Thanks. Bye.